0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another show. I'm incredibly dark on the screen. <laughs> go into the show and you realise how dark you are. Let's let's change that. Always lighting up. There we go. Much better much lighter. For those watching on the, or rather listening on audio-only platforms, you have absolutely no idea what happened, but I looked very dark. I looked like I was doing this in the corner of the room rather than in a well-lit part of it. Anyway, I hope you're good. I hope you're well this morning. I hope you're enjoying your week. It's only just started. Yesterday was a really good Day. Well, it was mixed. I'll give you a glimpse behind the curtain in a second of what I'm talking about. But uh, drop a like on today's video. Do subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Hello, everybody in the chat box. Matt, Stephen. We've got Lars, John, Colin, Kunjan, Adam. Uh, we've got uh, Wallace, Matt, Jose, GGTV, Jacobus, uh bismarck we've got loads of people in here this morning thank you ever so much guys for tuning in really appreciate all of you uh making this a continual part of your morning routine and not only that but extending your morning routine up until 9:30 a.m uk time where the arsenal agenda from the arsenal way also goes live yesterday we hit after just one video upload 1000 subscribers i honestly am Completely in awe of how much support this channel is getting already. We've already got 1,310, I think, now subscribed. If you aren't already a subscriber and you enjoy Arsenal content that's level headed, well thought through, that's fun to give you a little bit of a glimpse behind the curtain. Yesterday, me and Bailey filmed some football fun in real life uh down by mine uh, my area around in in kent and there's like you know you get the your uh, the astroturf kind of places in the cages um we we filmed some some fun stuff and revealed genuinely how bad i am at football so if you've ever wondered well why is he only talking about football rather than playing it I'm going to show you exactly why. So that video should be out next week once this will been edited and put together and everything. But it is very, very fun. me and Bailey had a good time doing some really cool challenges and and some serious football challenges as well. So uh, make sure that you tune in for that as well. Um, but if you haven't already subscribed, we'll be live 9.30am today to go through the Arsenal agenda. Uh, there'll be a preview show out later on in the evening with uh, Alex James, who is the Burnley writer for Lanks Live. There's lots of stuff going on the channel. Of course, stuff will happening over the weekend. Uh, reaction to the game. There'll be a podcast next week as there will be the continuation of content on the Guna Talk as well, like we're just continuing to do on our, our usual scheduling and programming. And speaking of which, uh, later on today at 5.30 will be the Burnley preview. I'll be joined by three of you guys in our members chat as we do every single week. If you would like to become a member and help support the channel, you, cla- you, cla- you can by clicking the link in the description or you just join up by pressing the join button if it's available to you on the device you're using on iOS. It does typically show up but on android and and pc it does so please do join up as a member and you could find yourself joining me on the show having a chat about the next game as we do and we've got three members coming on later on today to do so Let's kick on though with the news and we go through mainly today, of course, Arteta's press conference, getting his thoughts and feelings about stuff and then followed up by your reaction and questions to what he's been talking about. And specifically, he was asked about the possibility of Thomas Partey starting his first Premier League game of the season. He said he is there. I mean, that's good. (laughs) He's there. That's always nice to hear. He has been training in and out this week. His load has to be managed because it was the early stages of the injury, what he had. But he is pushing everyone like he always does and he wants to be involved. We will make the decision at the weekend of what is best for him. Fingers crossed. Thomas Partey can start this game because we will need him. Burnley are a completely different animal to Norwich City. They play a completely different style of football and we will certainly, certainly need this in our team, 100%. So fingers crossed Partey will be fit. On the whole, Leno chaos. We talked a lot about this yesterday. Mikel Arteta says, I don't know where they are coming from. The rumors, of course, that surrounded the whole, he will start against Spurs that came out from uh, the head of football, Christian Falk of Build. Um, But he continues by saying, but they are ahead of me. I think I am the only one who picks the team at the weekend. And sometimes I read things that I haven't even decided yet. So they give me ideas at most, but nothing else. I love that they give me ideas, (laughs) but nothing else, because I haven't made a decision for Saturday. So you can imagine the North London Derby. Honestly, like when you think about it, obviously we have to talk about it because it's a news story and we go through all the Arsenal news. But when you consider the fact that, (laughs) <laughs> He's like, hmm, how could you know when I've not even made this decision? Like, it is a very strange story that came out. We covered it. We talked about it. We speculated if this would be the case. How would we feel? Which is what we do. It's how we react to the news. It's what we do. We talk about it. We discuss it. We get your thoughts in the chat box. But it is good to see that he is clearing this up about Leno. He hasn't decided who's starting. I think, for me, it will be Ramsdale, at least this weekend. If it's, It is Leno against... If it is Leno against Spurs and Ramsdale's had a really good game against Burnley, then it really would come down hard on the coach and, and you know, it probably would show him up in anything and shows that maybe there wasn't a whole host of 100% truth in those words. Moving then on to his words about Jack Wilshere. Now, we all know my thoughts on on this kind of situation. I'm happy for him to train. That's fine. But... If Wilshere is going to be signing for the club, that's when I'd have some issues. However, Arteta has said we are in conversations with Jack to understand what he needs, what he's looking for. He's a person and player who has a huge admiration around everybody, not just the players or fans, but all the staff around here. We are willing to help him as much as we possibly can. He knows that and this is the situation. He was then asked about whether or not Jack could end up playing for the Arsenal again. Arteta says, I wouldn't take it that far. What I'm saying is that we're in conversations with him to understand what he needs, how we can help him, and that's it. So I can chill. We can chill. He's not going to be signing. That's a good, positive thing, in my opinion. We don't need Jack Wilshire in the team. He's going to be training, which, for all those people that said it's worth giving him a contract just to be, in and around the dressing room, in and around the team, giving them mentoring and all of that kind of thing. Look, you've got your way. Training is going to allow him to integrate in and to be able to be around the young kids. So, you know, for that side of things, that's a positive if you were hoping to see that happen. But a contract, in my view, would have been too far. So to hear that that is not going to be happening at the moment, all that we are talking about is Wilshere coming to train with uh, with the team so let's wait and see now last one asked about Lacazette's future considering the fact he only has a year left on his and so he has only played I think one Premier League appearance in which he came off the bench against Man City Uh, Arteta says no he's he's not fully involved or no sorry he's fully involved you give the reasons why he hasn't played more minutes and he will be back and that was when they said that he had uh he was ill and obviously he tested positive that's why he wasn't playing he says you give the reasons why he hasn't played more minutes and he will be back to the form that he can achieve i am sure that he will be instrumental in our success very political answer very you know say something without not saying a lot but it basically just saying that he's fully involved, but there's nothing about a contract. There's nothing about him going anywhere. He will be with the club for this season. But in regards to his future, still remains very, very uncertain. Now, we go on to the main parts of the news outside of the press conference, and Michael Owen has suggested that Liverpool should think twice about giving Mohamed Salah a new contract. There are reports that he supposedly wants about £500,000 a week to sign a new deal at Anfield. And Owen has drawn parallels with Arsenal's decision to hand Pierre-Emerick a £350,000 per week, including bonuses, Contract and for that not to be a reason to go all out on signing Mohamed Salah. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is a great player. You have to also remember they signed Aubameyang to his extension when he was 31, meaning that he will obviously be at Arsenal until I think he's 34. Mohamed Salah is currently 29. He will not turn 30 until June of next year. To suggest that a contract for Mohamed Salah at that level for what he does to that team and he turns them into title challengers, Salah giving... I, I just honestly, sometimes the, the the opinions of Michael Owen test me. <laughs> they test my patience and my understanding of think, you played the game. You played this. How can you say so many silly things? I don't get it. (laughs) If Liverpool have the money, and this is, by the way, way, a team in Liverpool that do not tend to invest heavily, like they don't invest, they're a self-sustaining team, and they aren't going to be able to replace Mohamed Salah, let's be real, with any kind of genuine replacement. And Bappe was the only player that was really linked with moving to Liverpool as a marquee signing. He will probably go off to Real Madrid. They have to keep Salah. Liverpool have to keep Salah, without a shadow of a doubt, if they want to remain competitive in the Premier League. You look at the way the Sadio Mane has dropped off, they need Salah. They have to get him a new contract. I don't agree with the parallels to, to Pierre-Ric If it is 500 grand a week, that's the price you pay. But, I mean, if you think about that, how much is that a year? So that's it's a million, it's 25 million a year. I mean, how much is Salah worth? Let's think about how much is Salah worth. If you were to buy Salah from Liverpool, how much are you paying? If you're giving him a three-year deal on 500 grand a week, that's £75 million across three years. Is Salah worth £75 million across three years? In this market, absolutely. With absolutely. So, yeah. And I, and I still think that he'd be really good at 32. I think he'd be good at 29 as he is now, at 30 next season and 31 the year after. He wouldn't only turn 32 until the end of that third year. So, absolutely. Absolutely, you would give him a new contract. The comparisons make no sense to me. Anyway, Florian Wurz, uh exciting young German international at Bayer Leverkusen, currently... Um, currently, for me anyway, is is arguably the most exciting young German talent out there, Uh, maybe along with Musiala, who of course has his English links as well. Um, (laughs) Arsenal have been speculatively uh, linked with interest in Verts alongside clubs such as Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Manchester City, Real Madrid. I don't think Arsenal have a hope in hell of signing Florian Verts. Yet, we have been credited with interest in the player. Of course, we're interested. I'm interested in buying a Ferrari. I won't be doing it because there's no chance of it happening. And at the same time, Arsenal, I don't think, have any, any whatsoever hope of signing Florian Verts in the future. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love us to see us sign him. I think he's a great player, but it just doesn't. It just is not a realistic signing for Arsenal to be thinking about with the interest in him. He is an unbelievable talent. And if you aren't aware of him, do go and check out Florian Verts because he is a great, great player. Now we end with a new story that came out in November of last year that has read its head Um very suddenly. You may have seen these quotes along your uh, timeline uh, yesterday uh, resurface. Now, back in November of last year, Tony Adams revealed that Arsenal were supposedly close to signing Jude Belling- uh, Bellingham. Sorry, uh, So much so that he said that he had more or less done the deal for Bellingham. Uh, that was kind of our recruitment setup at the time. But at that moment, the new sporting director, Edu, came in from Brazil and had no European experience and no UK experience experience now this obviously as as is <laughs> as is with Arsenal fans caused quite a stir look at the end of the day if something was signed with Bellingham we've missed out massively that's fact absolute fact but it's it was ages ago like when did he leave what was it 2020 like I think it was the summer of was it the summer of last year I think it might have been summer of 2019 I can't even remember. But it's done. It's over. Well, have they, how many times have we heard stories about Arsen Wenger nearly signed Ronaldo? Arson Wenger nearly signed Messi. Look, there's always going to be these clubs where and players that Arsenal were supposedly very close to. It just is, it just is what it is. Like Gabriel Martinelli could yet turn into an amazing talent. And obviously, Edu was the technical director at the time that we signed him. I know that he was minimally involved and Francis Cadigal was the, kind of the main pusher for that deal. But if Jude Bellingham and any kind of agreement with that side of things was scuppered by Edu's arrival, and that Gabriel Martinelli wasn't when Edu was there, you've got to give the credit either way. If you're going to criticise him for not doing and you've got to give the credit for Martinelli if Martinelli turns into something huge. it's These stories always, I feel like, come about, and they're a little bit designed to unsettle things, especially when they're quotes that are a certain period of time out of date, but I don't know why they've resurfaced all of a sudden. Um, he won't be coming to Arsenal in the future. I'd love him. I think he's an amazing, amazing player. But yeah, just doesn't make any sense, to be honest, does it? Um In terms of the article of the day, uh, you can check the link out in the description if you want to talk about players that Arsenal nearly signed but didn't and why. I wrote a piece for Football London yesterday about how we nearly signed Christopher Nkunku from RB Leipzig in January of 2020. Uh, No, January 2019, sorry. And we instead obviously signed Denis Suarez, and then, in the following summer, we signed Danny Ceballos. and We go into kind of some of the intricacies of that deal, how Arsenal genuinely were very close to an eighteen million pound loan with the option of that amount uh, to be paid. So if you want to be uh made to feel even worse, <laughs> the amount of tweets I got yesterday saying, thanks, Tob, really needed to hear this. I'm sorry about that. He scored a hat trick against Manchester City in the Champions League. And I don't know a lot of people are talking about Christopher Nkunku as someone we should sign. Well, we nearly did sign him. And you can find out about how we nearly signed him in that article for Football London. So go give that a read. In the description. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Arsenal Way. A link is in the description for the channel as well. I will be live at 9 30. I'll be joined by Chris Davison, and I know plenty of you follow on social media, and Jake Stotes, our trend writer as well. So make sure you tune in for that. We now move on to the final part of the show, which is, of course, your thoughts, your theories, your questions, your feelings in the chat box. If you have got a question you'd like to throw in, you have your opportunity in the next 10 minutes to do so. Anything about what we might see against Burnley, any possible transfer news, feelings on team selection and the manager, here is your time to throw them into the chat. We'll go through some of your comments just from some of the last things we've been speaking about. Jake says Bellingham will join the list of players like Ronaldo, Messi, Mbappe, Kante, Ibrahimovic and others that we will go that were going to join Arsenal but didn't as i say, it's a long long list of players and not one we need to be all that concerned about really john says when will uh, when will play more this season one uh, who oh sorry i can't read this morning who will play more this season erdogan and Smithrow, or both on the pitch at the same time i have a feeling that erdogan might end up playing more than smithrow mainly because smithrow's injury record i think is is slightly worse and erdogan has his own issues I think Smith Rowe's injury record may prevent it. I think they're both going to have plenty of opportunities to play, but I think Smith Rowe's injury record may keep him out from that side of things a little bit longer. Stephen says, "Do you think that we will play two up front?" No, I think we will go exactly the same. To be honest, maybe part-time for Mate niles but I just I think we'll we'll play probably the exact same team, which you can criticize because Burnley are very different sides to Norwich, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the preview show. But yeah, for me. No, it's simply a matter of fact that we will uh, play the exact same team. Uh, Benji says, since we can't get Verts, uh, we should look at Karim Adeyemi. What do you think, Tom? Look, Adiemi is another amazing young talent. Uh, did, he get a, did he get a senior call-up? I think he might have done. Um, Adiemi plays for Red Bull Salzburg, so I'm obviously very familiar with the, the player. He is someone that is and has all the potential. Yeah, he's got one, He scored as well. Um, he's got all the potential in the world to um, be an amazing striker. He is the next guy coming out of uh, the Salzburg side of things. If Arsenal have a hope of getting him, look, he's very young still. I think he's what, 20, 19, he's 19. So I still think Arsenal need to sign a mid-20 striker, but say you're losing um, Aubameyang and Lacazette, yeah, Go get Adeyemi because he could prove to be one of the next big, big signings and big uh, European talents, as is with Red Bull Salzburg. They always have them. Jasmine says, Tom, do you think the true litmus test for the likes of Tommy and White is against Burnley? Absolutely. Uh, I'm writing up a preview that's going to be coming out. In fact, I think it's actually already out, uh, the preview for the Burnley game. It is indeed. So let me throw that into the chat box for you. Uh, it went live at 8am this morning, same time as the show. Link to that is in the description. My preview of the Burnley game, talking about the issues that we are going to be having against them. So you can give that a read over on football.london. Um, and yeah, it's the, the physicality, the way in which Burnley don't pass out from the back. And we had a lot of success with our press. We forced Tim Crawl to kick long several times. We're not going to be able to do that in the same way because Chris Wood's uh, and uh, Ashley Barnes are going to be much better in the air against our players. So absolutely, uh, Jasmine, it is the litmus test. It definitely is. GGTV says, It's a breath of fresh air to have a level-headed stream. Thank you, Tom. No problem at all, mate. Matt says, Do you think who starts in goal against Wimbledon will be on the bench against Spurs? You'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd imagine that's the case. Unless a Conquo goes in goal, that would be a real cat amongst the pigeons, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just throws a Conquo into the game. Yeah, that would be a bit strange if that's the case, but certainly something that could happen. Sandile says, uh, "Would you consider?" Uh, sorry, is it Sandile? I think you. Uh, I think you corrected me before. Sandile, we'll go with Sandile until you say otherwise. Um, would you consider a back three against Burnley to counter their physical play and relatively unprudent strength in the area ability of White? It's something I thought about this morning. I genuinely think that it is. I did think about it this morning. I thought it was a back three against Burnley could work. But I also think we should be looking to build up as much experience and consistency with this back four of White, Tommy, Asu, Gabriel and Tierney as much as we can. So I'm a little bit hesitant to change it because I want to see consistency. I want to see us playing them week in, week out for me. Joel says, do you think Martinelli is going to get significant game time this season? No, I don't think he is. I think that unless there's serious injuries, he will again struggle to get into the first team. Uh, did Lukonga get a knock? No, he was just a little bit tired. Um, he had a tight hamstring when he came back from Belgium. He played he had a day and a half of training before Norwich. That's why he was brought off. But no, he's absolutely fine. Uh, Gunnar says, Tom, how optimistic are you really about our chance of European football next season? I'm an optimistic person. So, my optimism is measured, uh, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Game Boy says, Which striker would you like to see Arsenal sign in January? I don't think we'll sign any striker in January, to be honest. If, you, if my main choice is DCL, I want to keep, I want to see Calvert Lewin in an Arsenal shirt. I'd love to see that. I think it's something that could really work. Um, but we will see. Uh Will, thank you for so much, mate, for joining up as a member. Really appreciate the support as always, and uh enjoy all of your exclusive stuff that you've just gained access to. If you are indeed an expert member or a TGT ambassador, you can now join our Discord server as well. Dana says, uh Tom, what should be our aspiration as the Arsenal this season? Good to see you and catch live thank you ever so much for catching us live Dana and an absolute pleasure to have you in the chat box I would say that our realistic ambitions have to be top six that's not top four top four is Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Man United are just so far ahead in terms of team quality the players not necessarily always the manager for Solskjaer's sake but the money that goes into them they're just on a different plane with their squads at the moment top six though We've got four other teams, if you think about it, West Ham, Leicester, Spurs, Everton, uh, possibly Villa, although they've had a bit of a tricky start, uh, that are really looking to get into that top six. So we've got a fight on. I mean, do you remember the days where there used to be like five teams going for top four? Oh, those days are gone. Manu says, opinion on Charles de Catalea. Uh I've pronounced that horrifically. Now he has played against PSG, been telling everyone he's a baller. Manu? Shout out to you, son. You have. I remember you speaking about him in the chat box. Manu is our resident Dutch and Belgian football expert. And uh, I didn't catch the game, so I genuinely can't tell you. Um, I've only seen the highlights, but uh, if you're telling me that he's had a good game, Manu, I trust your judgment, mate. Um, Our pal Drew, um, you know Drew Thompson at at Logic Lera, comes on the channel all the time. He has actually moved. Uh, he's in he's in Amsterdam, I think, right now. He's doing some work uh, and looking to get into some uh, Dutch and Belgian football. So if anyone knows any really good jobs going in Belgium and in uh, the Netherlands about football in those areas, message Drew. He will be interested to hear what you've got to say for sure. So Manu, we're relying on you for that. Uh, Joel says, what do you think of White as a DM and Saliba and Gabriel as the two centre-backs? Play players in their right positions, Joel. For me, it's as simple as that. Gigi says, uh, "Burnley game, do you think we'll get a result? I do. I think we will win. Uh, Chilongu says, do we need to invest in better coaches, specifically the defensive coaches? Yes. If we're conceding goals, why not? Jasmine says, Tom, did you watch the club? Brugge? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Yeah, Charles Cattellar. Uh, I, I genuinely haven't seen him, um, but I'm told that he's great by Manu, so I trust him uh let's go to daniel uh Danielle, who says uh, do you really think the quality of the squad is not good enough or do we just need a better manager i think the quality of the squad is good i think we have a good squad i just think when you look at the chelsea squad the city squad the man united squads and and the liverpool squad liverpool had the best starting 11 in the league in my opinion i don't think anyone's got a better starting 11 than liverpool to be honest you look at that team allison trent Van Dijk, Canate when he comes into the team, but they still got Joe Gomez there. He's a very good young centre-back. Um, Robertson, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson. Um, you've got, I mean, obviously losing Wijnaldum was arguably one of their best centre-mids gone. Um, but Elliot was a really good young player, but of course has suffered a really bad injury. Mane, Firmino and Salah, but you've also got Diogo Jota that can come in. In my opinion, it's the best starting eleven in the league. And I I think it's better than Chelsea, Cities, and United. I think people really underrate Liverpool um, still somehow after them winning the league and the Champions League in the last three years. How they can be underrated, I don't know. But when you consider in the last three years, Liverpool have won the Champions League, the Premier League, and in those three years, Chelsea have also won the Champions League. Man City have won the Premier League again. Like the, let, the difference in quality between us and our old top four rivals. It's it's absolute, as you say, Dania, it's night and day. It's absolute night and day. And so to think that we can get into the top four is just such a fantasy. It's such a fantasy. Top six is a good season. A really good season if Arsenal get into the top six, based on what everything that's happened, based on the inefficiencies and the inexperience. If Arsenal were to get into the top four, I'm trying to think of anything. Like, when Arsenal won titles back in, um, like, the 2000s, early 2000s, late 90s, Arsenal along with Man United were the only real, genuine title contenders. You had Chelsea were coming up with Abramovich just taking over. Liverpool were... They'd fallen out of their dominance of English football by that point. Um to achieve a top four place with what we've done, with the squad we have, with the coach we have would be unbelievable. I I really think that to, to consider Arsenal a top four team right now is, is utter dream scenarios. <laughs> and so when people talk about, would I rather win the FA Cup or get into the top four this season? Winning, The FA Cup is a great achievement, and I love, love, love winning the FA Cup. It's an amazing day. But the comparable achievement across a 38-game season to get into the current Premier League top four with the situation the context of Arsenal right now is an unbelievable achievement if Arsenal were to ever do it right now. I don't see it happening, especially under Arteta, um i think the top six is viable and certainly much more achievable but i yeah honestly i just i can't i I just the idea of top four is it's such a hard thing to think about so that's kind of my thoughts daniel i know i went off on a bit of a tangent there but uh it's crazy. Um, Olu says, not been too impressive United this season. They could be one to drop out the top four. But the thing is, like, yeah, they could. And some of their games against Southampton, for instance, like, didn't look all that great. But I mean, they 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 blitzed Newcastle in the end. Absolutely blitzed them. Um, obviously, their tests when they come up against Chelsea and, and their other contemporaries in that top four race is going to be the real test. But you had, they added Sancho, who I know has had struggles at the start of the year, but let's be real, in Dortmund was electric and really good. They add Varane, who's been, in my opinion, whilst he has his, his issues, is still one of the best centre-backs in the world. And then they add Cristiano Ronaldo. And anyone telling you that Cristiano Ronaldo is done, he's got three goals in his first two games. Ronaldo is is Ronaldo's not done. <laughs> Ronaldo is far from done. It's He's, an, he's from a different world in terms of a forward. And if you've not got him in your fantasy team, you're in denial <laughs> about how good he is. So it's just unbelievable, really, the quality that's now in the Premier League. And I remember we used to have discussions on Laguna Tour and Craig was in was was in the hot seat still and, and, and in charge of the channel. I remember chatting with him and Mims. And, and do you remember Jenny Lizariz, 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 Lizarizu? Uh, we had a big debate around um, La Liga in the Premier League. And I was so in the court of La Liga back then, but now it's just the difference between the premier league and la liga is nowhere close like it's so far apart barcelona have fallen real madrid have, have tried to carry on without ronaldo benzema's done an amazing job but yeah they just they aren't the same team and modric and cruz and casemiro are getting on now and they are going to need to see younger players come through like valverde they they needed that camavinga signing that's a great signing for them he's going to be great so yeah look Seventh. If how if we finish seventh, how would I rate the season? It's still a failure. Because top six is the is the target. So seventh is a failure. It's it progresses us from last year. So you'd say we've moved up a place, but it's like it's not exactly great, is it? And it means playing in the conference league next season, which I'm not keen on. I'm not keen on Arsenal playing in the conference league. I have no interest. Absolutely no interest at all. Um people talk about like the fact that, and I was one of them, I said that, oh, maybe we could use it. And I think that was because we looked like we might be getting it. So you're trying to justify us playing in the conference league, but it's just not worth it. I mean, you look at Spurs last night, they lost Lucas Mora and Steven Bergwijn to injury in their first game. By the way, that's great for Arsenal for next week. But yeah. <laughs> Like if we're if, if there's if we can't get sixth place in the last day of the season and we're in the chance of getting seventh place, like it's gonna be really tough because I never want to see Arsenal lose, but it's gonna be like so bittersweet. It's gonna be so, so bittersweet if we were to get it oh anyway i think we will round off i agree with you seb uh if i think it's going to be a great time to round this off if you aren't make sure you are subscribed to the arsenal way and of course be following us because we'll be carrying on the conversation about arsenal's news in the arsenal agenda show at 9 30 a.m this morning um please drop a like on today's video uh subscribe to laguna talk if you haven't already and uh, join us this afternoon 5:30 uk time for the next preview show uh and then uh I'm planning on doing something a little different on the channel, um, which I'll tell you more about soon. It's just like a nice, a nice podcast spin-off show. Uh, but I'll tell you more about that when when that comes to the fore. But as I say, whilst the Arsenal way is something that I'm doing over with my work, TGT isn't going anywhere, and I'm looking to still progress it on continually and much much more uh, with some more shows so I look forward to doing that see you at 5 30 guys have a fantastic Friday we've made it weekend is nearly here have a good day guys and as always up the Arsenal it's the 90 plus minute